This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Fitsmart Podcast Number 44, recorded February 3rd, 2013. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Hopefully everyone's having the same nice uh, 50, 60 degree weather we're having here. Uh, again. Yeah, again. Although it was cold one morning. I think it hit the 40s. Yeah, I was out in that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, cold 40s. And I look on the TV and see other people in the negatives, and I'm like, okay, it's not cold. Actually, that's not true. Uh, I ran, I think it was Friday. It was 33 when I ran in the morning. That's true. Yeah, Friday was a little yeah. bit colder in the morning. It was near near freezing, but uh, again, but I mean, still what the hell? Not that it bad. wasn't that bad. Once you start There's moving, no snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no it snow wasn't noise. wet. Uh, there was not much wind. We'll just call that good. Yeah, it's uh, like you know, once I start okay. moving, I'm sweating. It works out. So, so we're picking up from last week and uh, where we were. We started with a discussion of results, and when people right. say. Uh, my plan gets results. You know, what do those mean? And there yeah. are lots of results. And Define which results. Results are yeah. we interested in? And yeah. We were we had to wrap up right when we just had started talking uh, a little bit about weight loss. Correct. And uh, we had talked specifically about the kind of misconception that lifting makes you big, right? And that lifting is not a part of weight loss, and how mm-hmm. how you can get caught out in this thing where your goal is actually to be able to exist at this specific kind of appearance or weight range that's healthy and comfortable and looks good to you right right and all that good stuff and to be able to do the things you want to do and and that uh and you want to eat a reasonable amount correct and you that we were kidding right as we stopped the podcast that if you get caught in that thing where you've been eating 1200 calories to drop and you've built this uh system where to continue to hold it that you're really going to have to Keep eating at keep eating at twelve hundred calories exactly, and uh, how we both had decided that that would just uh, not work for that us. Would suck, yes, because yeah, it's, it sucks eating <laughs> twelve hundred calories is not enough for me. Right, eating eighteen hundred calories sucks. It's, it's, yeah, quite honestly, eating twenty five hundred sucks for it, me at this point. Again, depending but, on where you're at and everything like that. Absolutely, exactly. So, but uh, um, and and you know, I think it's interesting too that that it's not just this one kind of out like somehow well the trick here is all about lifting and 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 weight loss no 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 these these things are like these different curves they all come together at different places and we were talking about how you have to match them right or you get stuck correct and another one that's kind of fun that uh, i think is a little less common probably but still happens is are people who would like to build muscle right and make sure they're eating enough it can be really tricky because you can get caught out where you're behind the curve and then not eating enough and suddenly, you know, it's, you know, ate something at night and you've got to eat 900 calories. And although that may not sound bad, you just, you're not getting, again, going back to the results, you're not getting the result you're looking for if you do that consistently. So getting behind the curve in not eating enough in a building phase is as bad, if not worse, because again, then you have the two options of, okay, I'm going to eat a lot right before I go to bed, which means it's probably not going to get utilized in the way I want it to, um, or I'm not going to eat, which means, okay, now I'm not feeding the muscles I need to keep them. I'm starting to burn the that muscle away. And then all the work I've done this last week is lost because of a couple of days of getting it behind the curve. Yep. And that just sucks. And it's funny because there are a lot of, if you look actually on, uh, on bodybuilding like forms, which I don't recommend you do. Right. Not too much anyway. No, it's pretty it's pretty bad. 
But just poking around a little, I was surprised to find that there are a lot of people that, that express that concern, that they're like, right. I have a real hard time gaining weight. Yep, have a hard time eating and, enough, lifting enough. All or, 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 yeah, or a lot of times they just think, I'm just genetically disposed, I'm, that I'm, it's hard. Yeah, I'm small. I'm yeah. genetically, I'm not big. Yeah, and it's funny because um, it, it, there are a lot of things that can get, like uh, a great example is like, you, and you're this way, you love cardio. I love cardio. And, uh, you know, and if you're a very active person, right. either for your job or or because you like cardio, right, um, that is something that will play a big role in that process. Like you, you're going to have to eat to offset that. Right. Because it's very difficult for me because I enjoy running. I enjoy cycling. I enjoy swimming. I enjoy sports activities that involve a lot of running and a lot of uh, cardio activity. Um but I also enjoy the strength and every now and then I'm in the mood to add muscle and add size. When I'm in that muscle building, that size building phase, I've really got to watch very, very carefully how much cardio I'm doing, what my caloric burn is, because it's very easy for me to get behind the, you know, get behind on the eating and end up burning 4,200, 4,500 calories in a day. Now try to eat 300, 500 over that. And that's, and if you're behind on that, it's just, it's not as much as I enjoy eating. That's not fun eating. Right there. I, it's I gotta, just, it's yeah. uncomfortable. I discovered um, when I had more time in the summer and I, I was really active, I, I had that issue. I would right, burn right. 4,500 and trying to eat 500 over that, it's 5,000 calories. 5, and that's a lot of food, especially and, in yeah. clean food. And you just learn that, that the issue becomes around the 4,500 point. Right. The issue really becomes you have to eat that over a lot of meals and you have yes. to spread them out or you just can't do it. Correct. And the only way... You can't adjust. It's got to be on. You've got to, you've got to know you're going to be in that range, right? And eat in that range from breakfast yep. through you know eighth meal, right? Right. You know, I mean, if you're not, because if you do the math, it's just about at your limit of ability to digest. Right. Like you've got to, and the closer you get to that limit, you know, the the tighter you have to monitor everything. Correct. Because if you wait an extra two hours, you're done. Yeah, because again, instead of being, you know, now you can't get it. You know, I should be done, you know, by you know, with my last meal around seven thirty, seven seven thirty, you know. But now I'm all of a sudden two hours off late. Okay, that's nine thirty ten. That's that's not going to work. That just ends up throwing you so far back, and so it really does get into again when we're talking about that range. What is it that you're looking for from the results? You know, and oftentimes I think. Also, what's going to keep you motivated on moving towards those results? And what you'll see a lot of times is it's not necessarily that you're getting going in the positive in the right direction or in the negative in one direction, but you get the mixed. It's that mixed signal, that mixed result. Oh, that is so awful. Because you, a lot of times it, it comes together into just one result, even though it's really right, a right. couple. It is. I know yeah. what you're saying, and yeah. it's really hard to separate out what's what. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, it's not working. Well, it is sort of. But, you know, you've got to look at enough of the different areas. And that's where, you know, what's you know so nice about being able to, you know, um, you know I know you weigh every day and the, the, the nice widening scale that you're using gets the, the body fat very accurately close to what we're Still getting. Still shockingly. Like like, and every time I see it, I'm like, dang, that's close. Because it's really the first, you know, me, you know mechanical non-pincher or uh, um, or physical weighing in the water you know um, yeah, we're one weighing. month in with Wythings results and uh, 
two caliper measurements two weeks apart. Right. Two weeks in and, and four weeks in. Four weeks in. And both of them were within half a point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just so nice. Maybe even a quarter of a point. Actually, this last one was within, was even close. It was, it was on. It was dead this on. This last one it was, was like, dead on, and I the mean, previous one was 0. 0.2 off. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, so, so the nice thing yeah, is, is it's, shocking. we get that nice, you know, that nice data. And what the advantage of having more and more of that is that when you look at it, you can say, okay, what if you are getting that mixed result that's making it look like it's just one result of not what you're wanting to get, you can look at it and go, wait a minute, this is working, this is working, this is off. If I take that out, I'm moving in the right, you know, this is the direction I want to go. I'm moving in the right direction. So why is this off? Is it just an anomaly and it'll be back on in a day? Or am I, am I, is it something I'm tracking incorrectly or is it data that I no longer need for the result that I'm going for, for the, the, the goal, the look, the athletic ability, the size, whatever it is that you're, you're training for. So that's for me, a lot of it is helping to find and looking to find what's going to keep you motivated, what's going to keep you going and moving in the right direction. I think, you know, and that's the other part we didn't get to, uh, too, which is if you throw in on top of that, that maybe, maybe you do have a, a weight goal and that could be not changing, right? But whatever it is, you have some place you'd like to be weight and size wise. Sure. And then you have tasks that you want to be able to do, whether that's uh, walk around all day at work and not be uncomfortable, or whether that's you want to run, or you want to ride your bike, or you want to, you know, play a game. Sure. You know, whatever that is, be it volleyball a couple times a week with your friends or exactly uh, pick up football or or maybe some kind of you play softball and you're in a softball league. Exactly. Or one of those things. If you want to... uh, either even not maximize but but keep quality performance enjoy be able to enjoy what you're doing without yeah. you know and not and be last well. you know yeah, exactly <laughs> you know what i mean be I in understand. The somewhere uh and on top of maintaining a weight or, or gaining weight or losing weight right that's another variable and Correct. I, this just comes back to where we started the podcast way back when like the more clear distinct and honest you can be about your goals correct uh, the more likely you are to be able to pick some path that'll get you close to all of them. Right. Well, and, and to, to make sure that you understand what is the, you know, kind of the importance level of it. If, if you have a, a weight goal and you have say a goal that you want to run a marathon, if running that marathon is more important than losing or gaining the weight, then that needs to be what you're really focusing most of your energy on and then work that weight gain or loss into the marathon training. If the weight goal is the primary goal, then we need to focus on how are you going to get to that goal along with training for the marathon. So again, knowing and and categorizing and, and ranking what is more important because there's a lot of people that will, again, and I not, anything against the couch to 5k or anything, but they're thinking, okay, if I run 5k, that will get me to this goal. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Now, if the goal is to be able to run the 5k and that's the most important, then yes, it it will. will. Yeah. But if there's a, a change in appearance goal going along with that, not necessarily, it may move you in the right direction towards it, but you've got to determine which one is more and more important or which two or whatever order, depending on how many that you have. I used to always think, and, and, and the numbers support that, that, the largest percentage of people who lose weight gain it back. Correct. And, and so there's a lot of yo-yoing weight wise that goes on. 
And I always thought that that's just because we're all weak-minded. Thinking you know? weak, weak-willed, the willpower yeah, is your well, shot. all yeah. of us are weak-minded and we screw up. Right. That's kind of the way it is. And, you know, looking at it a little bit, being lucky enough to be guided to not, not happening. Right. Uh, which I do not <laughs> attribute to myself. Uh, along the way, learning a little bit and then kind of looking backwards and going, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Right. You know, you can you can kind of see that it's I don't think that's true. I think it's much more that it's so easy to get caught in these situations where you may be getting the result, but the way you're getting there isn't going to make it sustainable. Right. So sure enough, when you get there, it isn't sustainable and you yo-yo back. And you can't. And and that's where, you know, a lot of times when you're depending on who you're talking to and in on one of the terms I like to use is you're making a lifestyle change. Yeah. As opposed to okay, we're going to drop the weight, okay? It's a change of lifestyle if you have a, a certain goal to get there. Well, the big goal overall for me as a trainer is to make sure it's sustainable. I want to make sure that once you get there, as long as you want to remain there, it's not that hard. It's not as hard as it is to get there. And that's that's the important factor. If you do it right, no matter what it is, if your goal is to run that marathon, that training up to the first marathon you run is difficult. It's really, really hard. It's the first time you're doing it. Your body's conditioning for the distance. You're doing all this running. Once you've reached that, now it's no longer, okay, now I have to be able to run a marathon. Now it's like, okay, I want to do my time a little bit better, or I want to um, not hurt as much at the end. I want to have a little bit, you know, a little bit better stride, whatever that goal may be. Well, you've already reached the major part. You've done all the work. I don't want it now to be as hard or harder to be able to keep running that marathon as it was for you to get there for the first time. That sucks. Otherwise, why are you going to do it? Yeah. I mean, it just, if something yeah. just keeps getting harder and harder there, there's yeah. The no, likelihood of that not being sustainable is just super high. Right. It just, it's, yeah. it's like that. It's loaded against curve. You. It just goes up into infinity at a certain point And it's like, you're screwed boom. at some point. <laughs> at some point you're, 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 you're going downhill. So it's really when you're looking at it is what is important how do you define the results especially in that once you can define it it's a lot easier to determine what's important because if it's just a general overall nebulous result you know i mean there's a lot of things that gets results um good results bad results mixed results no results i mean it has results in it so technically it's results it's none but it's results so the more specific you can define what it is that you want and then break that into small little sections that are achievable and, and reasonable to be able to help keep you motivated or whatever it, whatever aspect that does keep you motivated and then move towards that. Then once you reach that, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm here. It's not necessarily the end, but it's sustainable. And if you decide, I just want to stay here, well, now your next goal, your next result is to be able to sustain this and continue on at that point feeling the way you feel and happy with it. And, and this isn't for everybody, but I personally have come to really enjoy being in that zone kind of in the middle where you right. can shift and head other directions and you're never going to be the best at any of them, but you can head in a lot of different directions right. and go a good ways in and have a lot of fun sure. without it being dangerous or scary. Right. Well, really scary. Really scary. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was actually telling somebody the other day, uh, I was I, I was doing my best to leave it on the hill in a hill in a hill repeat. Right. And uh, I was like, man, you know, you don't you don't have to do. It. I'm like, hey, look, you know, uh, 
a friend of mine told me one time that it's not really cool unless you're a little bit afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, you got to be a little bit of, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Right. That's now, now you're in the right. That's a training. It's kind of like a training zone. Right. Yeah. 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 You yeah. pushed it a little bit. And, and, and that's the, you know, and that, again, that's the whole thing is sometimes, you know, we're, we're similar in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I, I go through fluctuations where I'm like, yeah, I want to be 185, 190 and build the muscle. I actually that do that too. I don't know if you I know, got it from you, you but know, I'm totally maybe. doing that. I, I, if you did, it's, I don't I know. like it. it so it, it, as I'm long fine. as you like it, we'll, we'll, we'll go with there. But, you know, since doing the, the try training, I'm like, you know, 185, 190 running. It's not as nice it's, as, you it's know, too much weight. You no. Know, and I've, I've managed, I'm down to, I fluctuate 170, 172 right now. And for running, loving it. You know, we, we got, you know, 15 pounds less. I'll take that when I'm running. Um, doesn't matter that much difference for swimming and, and, and cycling, you know, but uh, definitely feel the difference when I'm running at that point. And, and that's where I'm at right now. And I'm sure in some point in time, I'm going to be, I want to be 185 and I want to add some, I'm sure that's going to come back because it, it's cyclic for me. It just, it, it wants that. But the point is, is you can, and if right. you're in a zone and that's important too, you know, if you want to leave yourself options, that's right. important to know, you know? Well, and, and if you we, can go too far to where it gets pretty hard to move back in a different direction. Correct. And, and you can even look at that with, uh, um, you know, professional bodybuilders when they're off season, when they're just adding size, they're walking around, you know, high body fat percent. They're just eating everything in sight, lifting heavy. All they're trying to do is add as much mass as possible during that time. And I say mass generally is because it doesn't, they don't necessarily care as much if it's body fat or lean body mass, because when it comes time to trim, they're figuring they're going to lose a little bit of muscle. So if they just, if they can just add this hyper amount of it, they'll lose less of it and they'll be bigger than last time during, you know, for the on season. And for Which the is show. true. And that's what they're, what they're doing. And so they're doing that same that zone they're good with that though they're okay because they're okay off season looking a little little rounder a little heavier a little softer because they know they're adding the muscle and and if you find that zone that area that you want to be in you can move in between a number of different ones and go you know what i want to start going towards a sports training zone so i need some of this size i need this this strength and this speed and appearance, yeah, I want a little, want to keep a little bit of that, but that's not quite as important as being able to perform on the field, on the diamond, you know, or in the pool or whatever it is that you're doing at that level. And so, it, and that's where having that clear cut idea, that good vision of where you want to go is going to be really, really helpful. Well, we have a call this week. Excellent. Just really awesome. Sounds good. Greetings, Chuck and Mitch. It's here. Um, just wanted to start off saying thank you again, gentlemen. I know I check in with you regularly with various questions. I probably race between Paris and I to see who's got more things to ask. But uh, uh, as a result of taking on a lot of your advice, incorporating best practices into routines and, and dietary changes that I've already got in place, I gotta say uh, I'm probably in better shape now than I've been uh, ever, ever. <laughs> you know. Um, and, I, and I owe a lot of it to the, uh, to the advice and the, and, the, uh, uh, and the advisement that you guys passed along over the last year plus. Um, question specifically regarding um, discomfort uh, on particular movements. I'm noticing, uh, as I'm heading home from the gym tonight here, that uh, after doing a lot of work that has to do with isolating the triceps, things like uh, extensions, uh, whether they be over the head or uh, cable pull down, things like that, uh, or uh, chest dips and things of that sort, Maybe it's the positioning, maybe it's just because of supporting muscles, but I end up with a lot of discomfort along the shoulders, specifically the trapezials. You know, it gets that, that twinge in the, in the neck or, you know, down the traps. And I'm wondering whether this may be as a matter of head position 
or, or whether I'm just, uh, you know, setting myself up wrong or just, if this is just a matter of strengthening, uh, supporting muscles and ligaments, that it's just going to, it's going to be uncomfortable for a while as I'm upping the weight, that sort of thing. So, again, I'm just tossing it out there in case you have any advisement, and uh, thanks again for a year plus of some, uh, some really good points. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great one. Congratulations. Glad to Indeed. hear that you're in great shape and, uh, and enjoying it. a hard worker. Definitely. Um, one thing to keep in mind um, about the traps is anytime you're doing anything with um, upper body, especially if the shoulders, the delts are getting involved, the traps want to help. They're the kind of the whole helper muscle. They think that, well, I pull the shoulders in tighter, pull the arms in. It pulls it closer to the body so it's easier to lift. And you're telling your body to lift something. And so it's going, okay, we'll do it. But we're going to recruit all this extra. So by saying, okay, try not to recruit it, you're pulling it back and saying, okay, but I want to target these muscles more. So probably a couple things that might be happening. Um, do one, watch the head position. Um, the tendency is to go stop from a neutral head position, which is basically how you would sit with your neck straight. It's not bent back. It's not bent forward. Um, and uh, typically as the uh, muscles get tired, there's more of a tendency to, to duck the chin down or pull the chin forward, um, which uh, pull the traps in um, the SCM, uh, the sternoclavomastoid muscle, which runs up into the jaw, which if you ever get the, the jaw tightening, um, kind of the, some of the tension headaches is oftentimes coming from that um, and just really do watch that secondly the other thing you might want to do is if that's you know, consistently happening work in some shrugs if you haven't been doing them um, doesn't even necessarily have to be heavy weight but um, depending on what your, your goals are but definitely some endurance weight get the traps a little bit stronger so they're not tensing up quite as much and not pulling as much um, because again they do insert right at the neck so when you're feeling the traps tighten and as they fatigue you're going to feel that tension going up into the neck when the neck tenses up the rest of the back actually starts to tense up it's, it's just it one of those things to help protect so that the neck doesn't doesn't get injured so um oftentimes triceps again especially with with the with the dips themselves the the neck is going to come forward the shoulders are going to rise up because the traps are pulling in and that's going to cause that that tension because they're flexing when they really don't need to um if the other thing is if you need to also step back if you're doing full body weight dips if your gym happens to have an assisted dip, just go lighter, but um, up the reps for a little bit to see if you can get to where you can really watch to keep the shoulders level so the traps aren't rolling in. Do a higher rep range for, for a couple of weeks, then go back to a little bit, you know, back to the full body weight or the heavier if you use a dumbbell on the feet, if you feel you need to work harder um, and see if you can get that same proper form position. So sometimes by dropping a little bit lighter, really working the form, focusing on the form so you know what it's supposed to feel like, you'll be able to tell if you're deviating a little bit later on. That's awesome. You know, it was funny. Uh, and of course, Mitch has to answer these because I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? That's why I'm here. We don't know what it feels like, I can tell you. Exactly. But uh, no, but it's funny. I, I know that I, my first thought was that I, I'm always trying to focus on watching the shoulder for deviations. Correct. I, I guess it makes sense that if your shoulder is rising, yep, uh, probably make your traps hurt eventually. Yep. And <laughs> they get that tension in there. So, uh, and it's, it's a fairly common uh, thing to happen because again, they're, the idea is if you pull something closer to your body, you have more muscles to help lift it. And in working out and in the gym, when you're doing, um, you know, the, the overhead tricep extensions, you're doing the dip, you're, we are trying to consciously get the targeted muscle to do most, if not all, as much of all of the work as we can. But the body still says, okay, brain, you said lift. 
these muscles aren't strong enough to lift, so we're going to kick these other muscles in to, to help out. Um, and it's up to the brain to then go, no, don't do that. And then the muscles go, yes, do that. And then they get in this little argument. And yeah, then you find a way to Isolation is not natural, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's not. Um, and again, there's there's never true isolation. But again, the body, when it, when it works, it never... Yeah, really works in, in isolation. Like hard-coded to like recruit as much as it can to get the job done. Exactly. So that no, makes sense. So no uh-huh. one muscle over fatigue. So when you're in the gym working out. Well, like you wanted to. Like we wanted to when we're yeah. in the gym. But uh, it's like you say, the body is saying, okay, well, if I use all of these muscles together, none of them have to overexpend that much energy, which means that they're all good. Um, but, uh, if we, uh, say, nope, we're going to do leg extensions and we're going to isolate this way as much as possible, then the quads are going to scream and they're going to get stronger. <laughs> so when we do jump out on the bike and start riding, we have that much, you know, hill repeats much more strength on the, or one legs like you did the other day. Yeah, actually we, uh, this awesome program that I think I mentioned, we were doing uh, a one leg drills where you with, with, you know, clipped into the pedals. It's great. You unclip right. one and, and pedal along with the other one. The point being that it's very hard to make it a smooth, a nice flow yeah, all the nice way around. Motion. And and I discovered today when I rode the first time after that that you really can translate that to both clipped in and and get a smoother, more powerful motion out of both. Oh, definitely, and really cool. But but I was I was musing to Mitch the, today about how it feels very much like like a one legged curl and a right. one legged squat. You're like, there we you go. Know, alternated <laughs> one, with yeah, yeah, just a lot of reps of them though. Yeah, exactly. So. so not surprising that if you do those at the gym, it's a similar motion and and it translates. Translates, the translates. Yeah. Right. Which Eventually, back, yeah. once you get comfortable. Which goes back to when we're talking about what, where do you want to be and what do you want to gain? So, okay, well, if we're doing this motion for the athletics we're trying to do, we want to do this type of strength building motion for that in the gym that's going to complement it at that point. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up with, with the reason I brought that up to Mitch was because, oh, I don't know, a couple of months ago when I entered a loss phase and went to a higher rep range, higher rep range lower weight, Right. Uh, he put in a bunch of single leg exercises, <laughs> which are damn similar to the motions. That right. And I was musing about how, wow, that's almost identical. And Mitch is probably thinking not an accident. Yeah. <laughs> See, we, I, I did know you were doing some try training. I think, I think you'd mentioned that to me once or twice. So, oh wait, yeah, cause I'm doing it with you. So, <laughs> but it really did work. It does. And, and, and really that's cool. You know, so, so, you know, Kier, great, great job. Glad to hear you're getting good results. And I would really watch for the shoulder deviation on that. And for anybody, really, if you're, if you're getting that neck tension, um, head position, first is really to watch on and then shoulder position are the, the two things that typically are going to cause that um, to rise up through the through the neck and the back and uh, if it's in a lifting environment um, sometimes just go really light really really focus on the form so you get the feel for it um, and then it'll translate as you're as you start lifting heavier because you'll know what it's supposed to feel like look like and and act like awesome well, uh, a couple of things to mention in closing here. Uh, one, very significantly, is that uh, the Galactic Water Cooler Meetup is coming in March. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and uh, we have on the Saturday, You, it's in March, you can look at the uh, uh, the the website for the details. Right. Uh, GalacticWaterCooler.com, look at the top, there's a tab that uh, says Meetup 2013. Or you can go directly to Meetup2013.GalacticWaterCooler.com, whatever makes you happy. And uh, it'll tell you all about it. But on the Saturday, uh, in the middle of it, we are doing these roundtable discussions all day. And one of them actually will be uh, Mitch and I yes. for Fitzmart. So uh, if you're interested in uh, in 
talking with us in person and being a part of it. Right. Uh, that's that's the deal. The meetups here in in Texas. It's actually in I think it's Addison, but it might have been Plano, Dallas. I don't know. Um, Sounds good. It's off the tollway. It's yeah, near Addison. It's very easy to find. But yeah, you can look on the site. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you get a chance and, and you're in the area or you or you can be in the area and would like to join, uh, check it out. We'd love to see you. Absolutely. And let's see. There are a lot of other cool activities going right. on, too. It's really awesome this year. It's, I mean, well planned out. Man, it's light years ahead. The others have been good, but it's just light years ahead of them. Nice. There's all this awesome stuff going down this time. And so let's see. Uh, other than that, anything to add? I just hope everyone has a good week and train well. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 214-296-9229. Uh, that's 214-296-9229. And it's a voicemail number, so you get two minutes. You can leave us a voicemail like Kier did. Right. Uh, we can use in a future podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.